Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, welcome back. It's me, Jacob James Views. It's him, Jacob James Views. And this is the Boy Detectives Podcast. We're here a to podcast talk more. about boys detecting. A yes. specific boy detective. A detecting. famous one. Quite the Where? boy. Miss, Mr. Detective Conan. Who is that? A small boy. He saw crime. <laughs> and who are you? We a don't small get boy to know who saw crime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm Jake. Okay, fine. I'm. Zane. Yeah, you have to say your name, dude. Fine. You have to introduce yourself because that's what people do on good radio. Tm on on the hashtag content the on the content creation cheap. place. Yeah. So, uh, Zane, tell me why we're here. What is this podcast about? <laughs> we are here to talk about Detective Conan. If you're jumping in, well, okay, I just realized not everyone listens to podcasts like me, where you listen to every yeah. episode or none of them. So, nope. we're, we're a podcast where we watch the television show Detective Conan and then talk about it. Mainly as an excuse for me to force my brother to watch my favorite anime, Detective Conan. Huzzah! Maybe we'll do a sequel where we watch my favorite anime, Cowboy Bebop. <sighs> Which is like the most pretentious answer. Literally, all it will be is me being like, man, I really liked the background design. The animation was pretty neat. And you'll be like talking about the deeper themes and what stuff. And I'll be like, I want to talk about this guy with the naked lady p- taped to his ship. I think it's a really good character trait. And I would, and I wish that I could draw like this. You mean in the episode Heavy Metal Queen, like the trucker? Yes. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, literally my, my greatest memories of the few episodes of Cowboy Bebop I've watched is just being like, man, that background is and then everything else goes out my ear well maybe that's more reason to um watch because you know i'm not obviously watching detective conan for the same things you're watching it for <gasps> dun 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 shock and horror you mean so, it's not your favorite anime already jesus i mean episode 15 like really shot it up like i was i was pretty impressed with that episode tbh yeah like, um, I didn't think this at first when I was watching it, but, like, now re-watching it, I'm like, oh, wow, it kind of starts off a little shaky and gets stronger as it goes on, huh? I guess so, because that, I mean, that's been more, li- like, it's been fine, but you've been complaining about the fact that the detective, okay, the boy detectives, whatever, the detective boys, a cast of characters at the show. All the goddamn um, time. They're not invented by the show, but they're often placed where the manga did not have them originally. And, and it's so... just weird. Actually, um, I want to talk about this more in episode 13 because of some, like, sure. I was looking at the wiki page, so I have some unsubstantiated claims some that lore. might be true, some, some rumors for maybe why all the goddamn kids but anyways yeah so do we want to just get into it or we should get into it so each episode we discuss about three to four episodes depending on the length 
Today we watched episodes 12 to 15. So we're going to start with episode 12. Zaniel, explain to me what uh, happened in episode 12. I fell it. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Disrespect. Okay, sorry. I had to just glance to see which episode it is. This is the... uh, Ayumi kidnapping case. I don't think that's actually what it's called. We should probably start writing down what the episode names are. That's maybe true. be a bit professional, but I mean it doesn't super matter. Um, in Only this episode, the detective boys are playing hide and go seek in the park, and Ayumi is a dipshit, so she crawls into someone's trunk and misunderstands a prop to be a real severed head, and. The rest of the episode is the boys trying to catch her. This episode um, introduces the detective boy badges, which are small little transmitters that they wear their little badges and they can talk to each other through them. And um, eventually they're able to track them, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I can't remember if it's the badges have tracking or if it's just Conan's glasses. You can probably track the badges. I should hope so. Considering the shit he gets these kids into, he better put trackers on them at the very least to recover their bodies. <sighs> that are leashes. Mm-hmm. You see, get those backpacks with leashes on them, and yes, and it's can, perfect. You know those pictures of Daniel Radcliffe with like twelve dogs on leashes. Yes, that's <laughs> that's Detective Conan with like a billion children, who are all the detective boys now. Yes, that is exactly how it is. Or alternatively, Ran is the one with the leash, and he is also he is also chained there. up, and he's not happy about it. That would be good. He would be I like am an what, those cats maybe, that just like maybe one day this happens. Who knows? Please, <laughs> one of those cats that's just being dragged along. Yeah, 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 yeah. I perfect. It's canon. Um. Okay. Well, I think Conan would be grumpy, but walking Hybra would be the cat that's just laying on the ground. Yeah, what I know of Hybra, that sounds right. God, I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> just missed her so bad god damn um okay so yeah you're right this episode introduced the badges which is kind of cool and you also i think have a badge. the skateboard i do have and it badge. and the skateboard yeah. yeah but talk more about your badge i was like literally about to stand up and go get it to be like look at it but this is an audio this is an medium. audio medium yeah um yeah i have a detective badge that i'm pretty sure is a bootleg i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but the packaging it came in the um it was like reversible and the other side was like some random harry potter shit funny as shit so um (laughs) so i'm pretty sure it's a bootleg but it's actually like really nice it's like the badge and then on the back of it even has all the goofy like it has authentic fucking circuit board on the back like why why would they do that that's like i know it's like you don't even see it but i love it like you know you see that stuff coming out of fandoms like you know that that probably was like someone who actually cared about the show making it i hope so like why why else would you do that if you're doing it for money you would not you would cut that corner that corner would be cut true yeah like that's just extra enamel paint that you have to pay for that's that is true it is painted and everything it's a nice badge i want to like use it more but alas the two things stopping me my fear of wrecking the things i care about and (laughs) being goth that sounds like it sounds like that meme where it's just like um the joy of being loved and the terrifying abyss of being known yeah the my um, desire to be loved yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um my desire to be loved is uh being goth and the fear of the being known is not wanting my enamel pins to fall off my bag the inevitable temp 
temporary temp temporariness of our lives temporal i don't know if that temporal is just a you know it's like related to time and i almost said i know i'm like, just damn being, it i'm words word this association is what games when i try now. to be deep but um, i actually like um i will say my fear of dropping enamel pins has given me a superpower because like if anyone in my vicinity if a pin falls off of their vest i like know you know right away like right away like um hyper vigilant I was like walking around Banff with a friend one time and she had like a random skater girl pin or something on her bag and it fell off uh, while like a bus was passing us and I was still just like, wait, stop. I heard a small clinking of metal. Your pin fell on the ground. (laughs) You could be like Spider-Man, like just like like the scene where he catches all the breakfast foods. Exactly. And Mary Jane. Except also, if you're talking to my face, I'll be like squinting at you, like, "What are you saying?" I have no idea. Also, Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna. S- Spider-Man's autistic. It's canon. Grow up, Please. gamers. I don't know. Um, anyways, yeah. um, back to Detective Conan. So, okay, the other gadget that we see for the first time is the skateboard. Which, I think if it appeared earlier, I forgot. I don't. I don't think it did. We didn't see it because oh, there's he the did whole, explain it. Yeah, he ex. Well, yeah, and and also the whole conceit about um it being solar powered. Right. Yeah. Like there's never been a like a time crunch like in this one. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the skateboard like stays solar paneled, but the time crunch kind of stops existing when they realize batteries. Batteries. It can charge. Um, but it does run out of power sometimes. Anyways, that's just besides the point. This one's just like a fun little one. One of it's the detective boys having a fun adventure. Um, can I just like say that the skateboard along with the shoes like are just I I'm terrified that Agas is like well okay we we know that Conan is actually Shinichi Kudo and he's uh, actually 17 years old. Correct. But but still, Agasa is giving this guy, like, these super hyper-powered, like, machines. And also, many times, I got worried because I've personally fallen off of skateboards. <laughs> and very, I have scars on my knees, you know? Yes. And, like... I think what you're ignoring was that... Kinichi, wow, good job, me. Kichichi. Um, Shinichi Kudo was absolutely a skater boy. We know that he was a skater boy. Kudo Shinichi already fucked up his knee super bad before he got his cool. So that was like his gift for being able to stop fucking up his knees. I mean, he mainly just takes it's it up just a notch. mainly I think it's that Agasa has the good sense to know that no matter where Conan goes, he is going to get into trouble. That's true. So he's he like, might this as well won't exacerbate like, anything because he will do that himself. Exactly. It's like okay, I could not give him super powered shoes and let him chase a ki- criminal and get hit with a fucking bat like he does in the like second episode, or I can just give him the fucking shoes. Love how he's this like seven, eight year old. He just like he can get hit with a bat and all of his ribs will be like shattered. You know, like he he, he has soft it. bones. He has baby baby fat again and probably some baby teeth. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a curious, like, something I think about every now and again is, like, so if Conan died and they checked the dental records, would they be Shinichi's teeth? Does he have adult teeth in his mouth? Is yes. The question we want to... Does he have adult teeth? He has the same fingerprints. We know this from a movie in the future. Okay. 
um, spoilers, spoilers, I guess, for Blueprint. what is it? The Darkest Hour, I think. I don't know. Ooh, uh, I remember enjoying that movie. Uh, but it also brings up the frustrating thing of like, Shinichi, you're supposed to be undercover. How are you so bad at this? Uh, I love you so much, but could you just tell Ran that you're hiding out so that she stops telling every goddamn person who asks that you're fine and phone her every day? My dude. Uh, that's off topic anyways um yeah i just worry about the skateboard because um he also had two other children who are not actually 17 year olds they're literal children yes and he was just skating around and like tying hoses to a car tying hoses to cars and riding on the side on the car well he he's a genius but he never claimed to be smart um okay also so the the general episode is great because the 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 little girl finds um a wet like saw in the back of this trunk that she's hiding in for hide and seek and then i was like Haha, severed, uh, severed head. She finds a severed head, and then she does, and it's and a severed there's head. There's literally a severed. There's head. There's literally a severed head, and then as soon as like they stop, I'm like, aha! It's actually gonna be fake. And then it was actually, it was literally, it was, it was like actually, literally fake. That just shows that either, um, I'm a genius, or the show is just very um well put together, or. You know, like there's a line. It depends on your taste in mysteries, I think. I guess so. But I would say it varies in, like, complexities. Like, there are some cases where it's like, okay, it's this guy, obviously. Or, like, okay, I know, like, it's fake. Or I know this was obviously a suicide and not a murder kind of thing. Um, I might be a bit biased in that because I literally just already know how all the cases go. But, like... Cheating. I'm a cheater. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I mean, it depends on your taste in mysteries. If it's like, oh, I figured it out before they did. That means they left enough hints for it to be actually solvable, which is very enjoyable. Or you can be like, wow, this case was really lame and easy. So Pathetic. Can't get past me. Heh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm a G. That's that's me watching the show, uh, like a new episode, and then like immediately getting my theory proven wrong. Heh, <laughs> pathetic. This but time. I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, um, yeah. Do we have anything else to say about about this episode? Yes, I wanted to just bring up the fact that very early in the episode, fucking um, they're playing hide and seek, and Shinichi is like, I know where to hide. On this old man's lap. Right. He just climbs on a random old he, guy's lap. He says, he says, he's like, pardon? And then pardon? just like, he just like hops on his lap. The guy doesn't even care. He's a prop. He's, he's probably prop. fucking dead. Ayumi and Conan have a whole ass conversation uh, over this guy's shoulder. And it's like, stupidly like, something bad's going to happen to me, Conan. You'll help me, right? And him being like, huh? And then she, you know gets kidnapped in quotation kind of. marks she climbs into a stranger's trunk as you do i mean kids probably do that shit i'm not surprised yes yes <laughs> i was about to say like dryers but um no. yikes um ah! the forbidden memories the forbidden of band topics band topics of my 
trauma of CSI as a child. Yeah. Anyways, um... I just wanted to say that this man was probably reading the paper, and, like, maybe he saw the serial killer article, which is usually, like, it's at first what they think yeah. the drivers are, is the serial killer that's in the news, because, you know... That's how episodes head. work. There's usually a news story, and it's like, there's a dude, and he cut off a foot and then there's like someone who comes in and goes like my foot's missing yeah and they're like wow this is connected but i I think that this old man read that article thought it was so horrible that someone was decapitating young girls and had a heart attack and died on the bench and just kind of rigor mortis like stayed like that and then conan's like excuse moi and then i'll i'll go along with this theory even though my heart is screaming like he could, he'd smell it if a guy was dead. He'd s- scent the death. Well, and I don't even mean what? in rot. What? In terms of rot, I mean in terms of he's Shinichi. He is Shinichi, but but episode fifteen, we'll get there. But but he but doesn't. You know what? He doesn't yeah, smell rot then. He doesn't smell the rot then. So we'll get there. But we'll get there. But so I think episode fifteen retroactively proves my theory i'm just i'm just thinking about the shark episode man i don't know if we'll ever get oh my there. It's god pretty deep you're down, way past but... you're way in the future oh the shark episode you know how in arrival the, the you find out that the woman is experiencing time like simultaneously like she's just kind of existing like along her timeline in certain like blips. yeah that's you with detective conan like you'd like live like <laughs> all of them at the same time not inaccurate you've honestly. collapsed you've you've transcended into the fourth dimension past you the need for time interstellar style like just yes yeah. and and now i have to talk to you still trapped within the linearity i'm still trapped you're actually the um the he- heptopods i think is what they are in arrival yes like, just like spinning like circle graphs <laughs> for me to interpret and uh, and I'll learn the language and then be able to hop through time. Yes, the yeah. circle is a picture of a shark, and then an equal sign, and then Sherlock. And I'm Holmes. like, I'm like a linguist. I'm like, what are these adjectives? What is the object? Where's the verbs? It's a mystery. Uh, I had two more things that I actually wanted to say about this episode as well. It's shocking. We plundered this one. Anyways. We are plundering it. Yeah. Um. A. I just like the um. I like how it starts with Shinichi being, like, just so dramatic. Like, literally, he can, like, he's playing hide-and-seek, and and he's the quote-unquote detective, so the seeker, and he, like, is, like, laying out his deductions for why he knows Genta is hiding in the trash can. Oh, yeah. And in the end, it's literally just that his butt is visible. The translators uh, chose the word ass. Oh, okay. I censored myself. I'm sorry. Cancel culture has gone too far. <laughs> we can't say ass in this economy. This economy, there are no asses. Boom and bust system. That means boobs and butts. <laughs> I don't know. I no. No boobs and bust. It would actually <laughs> I hate be it. boobs I, and bust. I system. hate this. Um, canceled. <laughs> canceled. Okay. Glad we uh, came to agreement that. on that. Ay ay ay. That um, wasn't even a good joke. Really? I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god, I'm shocked. Um, and also this episode has the art style that is my least favorite in the early Detective Conan openings. Yeah. Because they really vary from uh, episode to episode, but like this style, I used to call it the monkey style because they're, I don't know. Ears. 
Maybe. Maybe it's the ears, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's just generally stiff. Mm, I'll agree with that, even though I just know that I don't like it. Okay, well, that was episode 12, that Ayumi gets lost in a trunk, and there's actors, and then... And then they have to be the actor. And then they have to act on a play that Ryan goes to. Anyways, okay. Zaniel, we're on episode 13. Yes, What happens in episode 13? As I've hinted at this episode, I have much to say about. So, in this episode... Shocking. Shocking. The basic plot line is that... uh, girl comes and is like help me find my dad so they find her dad and then her dad is found hung and ran is like fuck i'm worried about that girl where'd she go um so they start trying to look for her oh and this is also when conan gets his tracker button and he accidentally puts it on her watch and then he finds the watch on a big man and then he's a huge man he is a huge translation i'm so sorry how could i have (laughs) misspoken um, and then they follow it to a hotel where they found the huge man dead. And then uh, Conan is like, wait, that woman we passed in the elevator with a bunch of giant trunks looks very similar to her. Shit. And then he follows her to a dock and then she is shot by uh, <laughs> by the um, discount liquor store gin. Um, oh. Yes. Yes. And uh, the reason I call it that is, here's the fun surprise, the black organization was in this episode in the manga. Wait, what? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Was that supposed to be Jin? Yes, that was supposed to be Jin. What's with all these Jin (laughs) lookalikes? It's like literally just that they cut the black organization out of a bunch of early episodes. And this is when the speculation comes in is that um, according to the wiki page on the episode, they claim that they didn't know they were going to have more than one season. Like, they thought it was going to be one season, the movie, and then no more. So I guess they were just like, nah, we're just getting rid of all of the mentions of um, the black organization. Don't even worry about it. Fuck the main plot. It's fine. But, um, so... I was actually debating myself on to whether I was going to actually tell you about this because they have to remake this episode. Really? Yeah, it ends up oh, being... Oh, no. So, again, spoilers, but that woman um, who gets shot, she doesn't live in the manga. <laughs> um, oh, she doesn't go get arrested. And you know what else she is? The answer is Hybra's older sister. Oh my god! So, so she ends like up being like super prop. Like that's a. It's supposed like, to be like a pivotal. Yeah, it is like episode. incredibly important to the story. So they end up um like remaking it. I think they tweak the story so that it's like still a Conan's new thing. Like, I can't remember. It's been a while, but like he's like stuck in Groundhog Day. Like, What's but, going on here? Yeah, yeah. but um. The reason I was maybe like, oh, maybe it'd be fun if I didn't mention this and then you like see your reaction when we actually get to that episode. It's like episode 158. Uh, I can't wait that long. Yeah. And it will be interesting regardless. Yeah. And I mean, maybe even more interesting when you like know to look for it. Um, So basically, like this episode is just it's weird for two reasons one the pacing is way too fast i think i think it's like 
everything just happens and it's just like, oh, okay. Um, love, uh, beautiful eyed detective. The best detective. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I actually forgot about that guy. He's like, they're like, why are you wearing sunglasses? And then he's like, I wear them because I'm embarrassed of my eyes. And then they're like, nah, come on, take them off. And then he takes them off and he has the most like gorgeous anime eyes ever. And Mori and Shinichi obviously cannot appreciate beauty because they're Truly, dickish. they are fools. They're buffoons. And and Truly. so he's like there, but he's got like this like big chiseled face and then his like adorable, shining, brilliant eyes. Yes. Also, I just punched the mic, so I'm sorry if that picks up. Um, it did. Oops. Yep. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, so this episode is, like, mainly interesting to me for what they, like... Changed? Changed, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like an artifact. Fake Jin lives. Uh, fake... Oh, I think her name is actually still... Um, oh, I know her first name is Akimi. But what's the, um, Miano, Miano Akimi, um, like, I think they still reveal that that's her real name at the end, which is just kind of funny. I guess she, like, lived from that, uh, case and then got into another robbery thing and then actually dies. Um, wah, wah. Wah, wah. so she is actually Hyber's older sister in this episode that we just watched. It's a, it's a debatable, maybe, who knows? Like, she probably is literally who knows rip because i don't know if the the two characters are considered to be the same in the anime uh like canon the anime canon versus the manga canon also the um the rumor that the reason was they only thought they were going to get one season kind of explains the weird shifting around of episodes totally adding detective boys all the goddamn place um I still wish they didn't do it. I would like to have, like... It's actually... It's... Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have the first season more closely follow the manga, but that's, like, a very shellfish thing of me. Like, I'm not against changes in adaptation. I just don't like the ones they made. Uh. But, like, the anime original ones uh, are pretty good. They could Sailor Moon R it. Wasn't Sailor Sailor Moon R bad? I don't know. Oh, yeah, me neither. Um, I feel like I've heard people say they could, but then, like, that's part of the sadness. Is I guess that, Evangelion, look, it. that's more. I've grown, I've grown pretty fond of the current Conan art style only because I'm fond of Conan, but it is objectively Bad. so much worse than the early stuff. Like, <laughs> and the stuff in the middle is also still pretty good, but like, Modern, modern Detective Conan art style is a little... Um, it's just so cheap and so... I don't know if cheap's the word, because like, even if it was beautifully animated, which it isn't... Um, look, man, no... I don't want to be mean to the author. I don't like how his art style has evolved. Um, as of right now, he has some of his assistants working on, like, background characters, and it's, like, really obvious characters drawn by the assistant and ones drawn by him, and I really like the assistant's art a lot more, and I feel bad, but... Boruto needs to happen. Like, just one of the assistants takes over. Oh. I mean, mm, 
Yeah, sure. I mean, if he's still writing for it, which actually that's another thing I, I meant guess to bring that's something up. You can't really take away. Yeah, something I meant to bring up and then just completely forgot because we waited like <laughs> weeks between animations. Yes, is that like animations? Oh my god, I'm dead. Uh, is that like <laughs> that's like calling movies films? I'm watching this animation this evening. Anyways. With a glass of wine. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, in in past episodes, I've been kind of dismissive of the author because, like, um, I don't, like, Detective Conan did not, does not need to go on this long. Like, it's definitely being sort of strung out, probably for money reasons. But, like, it's not being strung out in the same way of, like, he still very obviously puts a lot of effort into all the cases he does. Like, mm. he still very obviously cares about the season, even if the season, all of it, um, the show, the series, even if it, like, does not need to keep, like, it should not keep going. Um, even though desperately in my heart, I'm kind of like, what if it never ends? That's the dream. But, like, you I know what my, I mean? I still have my, like, dystopian headcanon. Um, about Detective Conan. I have two, actually, but that's, like, we should talk about that later. Um, Noted. But, like, they're they're both, like, in, involved with time, because it turns out that the show is very, like, timey. Yes. Timey I would love... <laughs> half of me is like, mm, yes, this sounds like an interesting thing to engage with, and the other half of me is like, coma, theory, creepypasta, Angelica imagined all the babies at least what i'm thinking about is not that i'll trust you on that <laughs> um, i think i'm bitter because like one time i read a fan fiction with that premise and i thought it sucked. well doesn't it just suck yeah no it's it's um it's what my fiction professor would call a uh big truck ending just like and she got hit by a big truck you know it's just an ending <laughs> that just hits you the reader like a truck it's so just like minky irritating. momo <laughs> it's still funny. It's still funny. Um, I've discovered my new favorite thing is making people aware of Minky Momo the when they episode, did not already know. It's episode forty six. You said uh forty eight. I don't remember. Um, it's in the forties, but just like the episode look up Minky Momo and truck and truck. know in your heart that this clip. was like <laughs> nice. That this was a like light hearted magical girl uh proto magical girl i guess anime from the 90s like literally 91 92 and watch that clip and just appreciate and just it just appreciate it yeah art um we okay. should probably talk about the episode honestly i'm kind of like this episode i'm just like ah dismissed the better <laughs> version of you is out there you are pathetic. You are <laughs> you are a pale imitation. Well, okay. I will say episodes, there. I was gonna ask how many episodes were they given then? Thirty? Is that like actually? I don't. Uh, in like Conan. What, so first season. First season. What's um, a first season amount of episodes? Shit, I don't know. Uh, Thirty like, sounds right. I guess like in a typical anime, a half season is twelve, and a full season would be twenty four. Yeah. So like my impulse is twenty four, but I literally just don't know. Right. Um. I guess okay. It's also very funny to me that this was like that. This show started out like, 
oh man, we have no idea if this is going to go anywhere. Let's like just give him a season for now and see how it does. And like, you know, and now 26 years later. Whoa, is it like that old at this point? It's 26 years old. Shit. Wait, 96, I remember... 96 or 94? Um, is the manga 94 and then I think the anime it's... is 96? I'll say yes to that. I think it is. Okay, so 24 years old. Well, I feel like, yeah, because I I distinctly remember celebrating the fact that Detective Conan, the series, could drink in America while I was in high school, I think it was. Or maybe just out of high school? So 24. Anyways, um, 24 years later, like, that's such a joke. That's such a joke that people were like... Could Detective Conan ever mm, end? I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. And now there's like, it's like, oh, it's going. It's oh. not, it might not go anywhere, but it's going to go. Oh, it's going. And like, right now, I feel like we're starting to get into a pretty p- good place with the episodes where they start getting like pretty good, but not quite as many like duds. Like a, a few of the more recent episode have have been what i would call duds but i think that's half just a result of having to keep up with it like uh at the same time they're coming out whereas like if there's a dud in the early episodes i'm immediately watching like 12 more episodes what the hell ever Mm. um i i can't stop thinking about the like pretty recent case that was just like playing musical chairs with a fucking dead body and they never explained why he was in in a dress that was just just not brought up which i mean okay cool i'm was what was happening there they Hello? explained every other weird thing about the body but he's just kind of wearing a dress which shouldn't be weird but because we live in a society it in is the considered context of detective conan which is a pretty normal normative show it's weird yeah Anyways, enough about um, future vision bullshit. God, I can't wait till we get to Hybera. I don't even know if I can manage to get Jake on board for that long. I mean, if we keep getting episodes like 15, maybe, hopefully. Like, literally. I, I'm super enthused about that one. Anyways, um, in the, on that note, let's move to this uh, anime. Bastard this, child this between ima- 13 and 15, the ones uh, in which one we want to talk like. about. Angry. 14 no i episode 14 was an anime original right yes so um episode 14 was anime original explain to us the plot the plot is uh conan and double ways are fishing for minnows in a river and you they mean, notice you mean the the w-e-b du bois the audio equivalent and the audio equivalent of a blank stare should be crickets oh yes you're right i don't know how to make a cricket noise but i don't know try (laughs) (laughs) this is about as close as a human mouth can get without practice i I feel like it'd be like (laughs) (laughs) that's a cat (laughs) <laughs> <It's a business. laughs> perfect um okay what happened anyways 14? okay they're fishing for minnows and they notice a little boat with a balloon on it and the balloon gets shot and then, and then conan has a, one of them in the head with a bullet jake i'm trying to explain the episode and nobody dies in it i'm in a mood 
I'm also in a mood to kill you. <laughs> Good pigeon noises. Um, the pigeons of silence. That's my new book. Yeah. Catch it on the shelves. Las palomas de silencio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. Um, Conan looks in binoculars and he sees a guy held at gunpoint practicing with the sniper and he's like oh shit and the guy notices him because of the light on the binoculars he goes to the spot they were and they find a calculator with a series of numbers punched in and they're like shit gotta figure it out and then they try to figure it out they get it wrong and then Conan's like flip it upside down and it's like letters oh my god it says boobs it says boobs and then um the man shoots someone in the tit and the story ends it's very sad mm-hmm. it's one of the tragic ones very it's like on the level of moonlight sonata tragedy yeah. um akimi's death which should have happened last episode but didn't don't worry about it <laughs> um anyways they find out where the shooter is. Conan gets to kick a helmet from a helicopter. They save the day. Hooray. Hooray. This episode is interesting because I have it, like, it's very clear in my memory for some reason. Like, I remember all the episodes after, like, basically if I, like, see a few clips, I'll be able to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, like, all the shit that happens in this episode, whatever. But, like, this one for some reason like has stuck in my head i wouldn't even call it particularly perfect or anything it's like a pretty all right episode but for some reason it's just like drilled into my brain i thought it was very well paced and i thought that that was because of the script being for the enemy exclusively right right? like i i was i enjoyed this episode because it left you like sitting there with the mystery for a while yeah. Um. It, whereas, like, especially the fucking last one, where you know we're looking, we're, we're just trying to get we're the episode. jogging. We yeah, are jogging. yeah. It's like uh, this, um, this. Like people just decide things, come up with them like spontaneously. Yeah, it's like that can um, get. I'm like that. That can pretty much put me off. You know, like I, I, yeah. I disengage from the mystery because, um, it, they're like just giving you the answers you know yeah and like the anime hasn't gotten to the point where they're allowed to just make every other episode a two-parter so like people won't reliably keep watching the show yet well i don't know if that's the reason but maybe well no that's just what they would think you know like if they're thinking obviously like ah one season they're gonna they're they're not gonna trust people's attention spans for two weeks yeah i suppose that's true but yeah they haven't started doing a ton of two-parters yet so yeah, uh, the pacing for um, manga uh, issues can get kind of weird since, like, it's a lot more condensed, a lot less words. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you could still use the same amount of words, but, like, you get more lean way in a manga to be wordy. Totally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, I I feel frustration with it, but that's only because my first impulse upon seeing the calculator is, oh, turn it upside down. Right, because you're we're all children, and because we're all like children. the only child is and I actually type not hello. the child. It's actually incredible that like Genta didn't do it. I mean, he's too food focused, food motivation. I guess, but you know, like it's just boobs was like 
He's right there. Okay, they don't speak English. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, actually, though. Okay, that's that, that's you know actually what? good point. They because, because, it, because even when they flip it upside down, it is uh, Romanic, Roman, bleh, not <laughs> Romanized. Yes, thank you. Not the uh, ethic, ethical, ugh, ethnic group. Um, <laughs> what Romani? Oh, I'm not talking about the Romani. Romaji. Romaji. But it wasn't Romaji either. It was it was Romanized. Oh wait, is that Romaji? I think you're right. I think I just <laughs> you I just I made just... the exact same mistake as me, but pronounced it a bit different. Well, no, I just thought that Roman like Romanized and Romaji are the same thing, and I was <laughs> and I was and I was thinking they're different. So congrats on becoming Romans, every Romani person. S Q P R. What? I don't know. Whatever you know, it's like S. S-Q-P-R, there's, like, the symbol. It's, like, the letters that they put on shields and shit. Uh, S-Q-P-R or something. And sometimes it's white supremacist. Depends on where you see it. Well, don't associate that with Romani, then. (laughs) No. No, I know. I'm joking. Um, I get what you were saying. (laughs) No. No. We're cutting this topic off now and going back to... Uh, even when they flip the calculator upside down, it is in English, quote unquote, characters. Yes, they're they're. It's like the Roman alphabet. Yeah, there's a man on on, on a train, and he's gonna get he's shot. He's nice in front to his, his kids. kids. We, I like the kids. He's kind to his children, so we sympathize with him. We're like, that's a good father. Be a shame if something happened to him. Ha ha ha! But he's fine. Oh, can we talk about the fact that they um these these masked gunmen uh kidnapped a Olympic marksman? Yeah, that's know. pretty nuts. I love that. <laughs> it's so zany. You, you know, when you want to kill a lawyer, you gotta get to it. You have to like like we need the best. We need the best. Which um, is an Olympic marksman. I feel like. Now, don't at me if this is totally incorrect, because I don't think I've actually ever watched the subtitled version of The Disappearance of Edogawa Kona and The Worst Three Days in History, because uh, it took, like, a year to get translated, and I watched the, like, untranslated version, like, actually quite a few times, Um, but... I'm pretty sure that one had, like, a similar plot in a, like, sharpshooter getting kidnapped. Or was he a bomb expert? I don't remember. Basically, my point is, I think maybe that's why this episode is so clear in my mind, is that, like, there are a few other episodes that have kind of similar vibes, even though The Disappearance of Atakawa Kona and The Worst Three Days in History is, like, a special an OVA, maybe? I don't know where it's cast. And yes, I am bringing up it up just because I think it's fun to say the name. It's a very long name, and it's intriguing. Like, um, isn't the worst three days, like, a historical event, though? That's what I was wondering. I could not tell you. I can Me only neither. tell you that Conan pretends to have, have an amnesia. Whoa, 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 whoa. And it, I'm disappointed because, like, the concept of, like, him having quote unquote actual amnesia because like I understand media amnesia is not very similar to actual amnesia, but if he had uh, media amnesia and but like kept all his knowledge would be so funny. 
because then you would have a very smart seven-year-old with no filter. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he wouldn't know what he's not supposed to know, and he wouldn't know that he's supposed to be seven. Imagine how funny that would be. There would be such a, there would be such a, like, gap in his knowledge. Like, he would probably be sitting in, like, 17-year-old class, and then he, and then the next minute he would be eight-year-old now, and, like, I guess seven-year-old, and then he'll be like, Hawa, I was sitting in class. I guess if you're going with, like, the, uh, more similar to maybe real, like, mental damage, but I mean, like, media amnesia. I don't know my name. I don't know my name, but I speak English. Or, you know, like, I said English, but, like, I speak a language, even though I can't remember. He does speak English. He does. He does. Of course he does. Um, So he had no reason not to fucking write boobs. He had no reason not to write boobs. Come on, Conan. My calculator. He, um... I just think it would be really fun. Nice um, political things. Hi, welcome hi, back welcome to back. the podcast. We I had a for phone. Like half an hour. <laughs> I got a phone call from the NDP because I signed a petition, and she just seemed really nice. And um, I also need to tell every political party trans issues matter. So I yeah. have to talk. Anyways, where Real the shit. fuck were we? Um, we were shit. we were talking about episode fourteen. Um. That's it. I think we could probably move on, TBH. We've kind of dropped Because that got derailed. Yeah, like, I'm sure... I don't remember what we were talking about next. Like, I'm sure when you, like, go back and edit it, it'll be like, fuck, we just, like, stopped in the middle (laughs) of, like, a thought. Yeah, like, literally. And to our listener... Listener. Sorry. Our listener. Which is actually just me when I'm editing the episode. Jake, I actually did listen to our first episode, and I went, like... Oh, I talk like that, huh? I talk like that, huh? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, beans. I guess I should Dang do voice training again. or what the fuck ever, but no. Fuck that. <laughs> voice training, dog, like, goth. <laughs> goth voice training. I don't even know what that would be. I can only think Starting of like voice metal growls, career. but that's not really goth. <gasps> yeah, that was my worst one. I've done some good ones. That was pretty bad. I'll, I choose to believe you when you say that was your worst one instead of being an asshole. Thank you. Um, okay. Episode 15. Episode 15. Heavyweight episode, even though it has the same. It's like a good poem, just like packed into 20 minutes. So good. The punch. What happened in episode 15? Episode 15, the detective boys have now opened for business from children. So they um, get a case to go... Let me restart that. Um, Mm, Tasty. mm. So the detective boys are in business now. So they get this kid who comes and is like, please find my lost cat. They find the lost cat, but the cat is covered in blood. So they go to check it out, and there's a dead body in the bathtub. So they call the cops, and when the cops get there, they search the house, but there's no body. The older brother is an asshole and goes to take a nap upstairs. The younger brother arrives a bit later with a leaf in his pants. Um, The cops leave and go like, boys, you've disappointed me, even though you captured Dino Capane. I trusted you. Goodbye. 
Um, and then Conan comes back at night to check it out. And the older brother, who was napping upstairs, was the dead body. And then Conan almost gets his head bashed in with a golf club. By the younger brother. By the younger brother with the leaf in him pants. And the younger brother who is wearing a fake mustache as well. To yeah. match his older okay. brother. Um, we can get into more details. The final wrap up as I think one of them gets a pat on the head from the, the cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So this episode, like, first of all, got my attention because it was very well paced. Like that, that I got to say is right away, like the plot of this one. It was not rushed. They they took their time and led us in. They led us into it by like yeah, it was by smooth. starting by starting with the cat missing and chant and like the cat just happens to like roll in a dead guy's blood for whatever reason. Cats um, do, and probably ate his eyeballs. You know, I mean, you know, whatever. There's a reason his eyes were closed when he was napping. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Akira the cat is tummy full. He tummy. He's tummy full. full. And then he like hairballs an eyeball later. Yeah, that's my kid. Like, like there's a like there's a there's like a split second where he sees the eyeball coming out of the cat's mouth, and it looks like it's like, you know, like like there's an eyeball in his mouth. I understand. That would be that would be really creepy. Is why I'm like taking the time to paint that. Just really picturing Um, a cat with an eyeball in his mouth. I can't wait to see your new horror movie that you're gonna make. Yes, like fuck <laughs> okay i i just want to say that this episode also was really good because of how interesting um it kind of like the how and in in my lane in my walking how good the uh sort of like um psychology of the of the i think killer was and also just like um the mystery itself was fun so the the puzzle the puzzle of the mystery is like how do you get rid of the body? And it turns out the body's there in the house the whole time. And the younger brother pretended to be the older brother so that when um, the detective boys looked around and saw the older brother napping, they weren't like, why isn't he waking up? Yeah. Like, like they just thought he, but he was actually dead. Yeah. He dead and he set up some tricks like changing the phone's ringtone to uh, the older brother's voice screaming at them to shut up so that he could uh, use his cell phone, first cell phone in the series, folks, to... Another um, notable appearance. Very notable. Cameo. It's a big old block. I love it. It's a it. big phone. Um, calls the cell phone so that it makes the phone ringtone sound like the brother's yelling to further sell the, he is alive and we are different people. And also, like, this, the other thing that I, okay, so the other episode that really caught my attention, even though it was, like, kind of just an episode, like, it was fine, was the episode of the, um, kidnapped young boy with the girl who's pretending that she dates Shinichi so that right, she gets yeah. her detective's attention. Um, that episode was really creepy to me yeah. at first because she was like, she, you know, she's like, I live here. And it's like, no, you don't. She clearly doesn't live here. Yeah. And then there's a fucking knife cuts all over the lock yeah. and stuff. Shinichi so she doesn't know who you are. So it just feels really surreal. And I think they also capture that kind of weird tone again when the body's gone. They didn't see it leave. Yeah. And like, 
and uh their two brothers are there and they look almost exactly the same you know um so i thought i thought the sort of surreal tone was really cool but what i'm working up to and what i thought was like the most interesting part of this episode was the way that the brother the younger brother kills his older brother out of like like a profound and like immense disappointment in him yeah like so his brother like it's kind of a throwaway like it doesn't matter really like what the brother is doing like the brother was a writer and he was pretty prestigious but then he started being a layabout and he didn't do anything and so his younger brother was really disappointed in him and and then he started blackmailing the younger brother because he found some like embezzlement i think it was something of that sort some fraud like just some accounting fraud but yeah. it was basically like as soon as his brother started you know doing something shady the same like when we assume that the younger brother has just been like doing this the whole time like the younger yeah. brother has been doing fraud um so he like we have to assume that he doesn't see himself at it as like as virtuous as good as his older brother and yeah. so when his older brother shows himself to maybe be as like you know prone to vice or or like as weak human as he exactly like he he breaks he snaps his image of his brother is just like um like he finds his brother so repulsive that he kills him he beats his head in we assume with a golf club because probably that's, i mean is, it's is his how, weapon of choice do we actually see what he does uh no we just see the body and him like leaning out the window looking freaked out when he realizes the kids saw the body that's pretty fucked but yeah we assume that he's like beat over the head or something like yeah yeah i think um no, he does mention he uh, bashed his rotting brains in or something of that yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah, something just really Very vivid. graphic, yeah. vivid. So so what we encounter here is um, basically like the fantasy of his brother being shown to be something that isn't true. Yeah. Like, and him having to be, and the younger brother being forced to confront the fact that he has been making up a fantasy of his brother. And basically, the younger brother can't cope, literally. Like, so what he does is he, his, his, like, solution is to kill the other brother and take his place. Yeah. Which is, like, even though it's not Oedipal, it is very, like, Oedipal in the same way, like, Scott kill, kill your relatives, take their place kind of thing. It's got the, it's got the energy. Totally. And so, um, he stops being able to tell the difference between himself and, his older brother because he says he basically says like i'm gonna make my older brother live again he's gonna be he's gonna be great again um so he's trying to resurrect a dead version of his older brother which never existed yeah which is like so he was cool. probably a layabout already by the time he won that writer's award yeah totally and he it's all he's like he's not willing to to see life as a as a you know a collection of performances he he's like unable to cope with that yeah and i think that's really interesting because it leads him into starting to lead a double life like however briefly you know it's like yeah <laughs> like he, he taking the time to put on glasses and a fake mustache when you're trying to ch kill a child yeah like like hello like hello sir <laughs> But Sir, hello. that's actually something he has in common with Conan, who uh, also has to live a double life in order to get by. 
right ah. like it's kind of there's some i think i think one of the reasons why that theme is so stimulating in something like this is because it's something that actually does like fascinate the, the author like yeah like the he, double life thing well like pretending to be someone you're not yeah right but that's the thing you become who you pretend to be as kurt vonnegut says but, yes. but like that's like so conan is both conan edigawa conan but he's also shinichi kudo yeah who he actually is um he is both and that is exactly the the villain in this episode he's both his fantasy brother which we actually never see alive which is pretty cool yeah right so we just we'll never know so um he is both the embodiment of his image of his brother and whatever pathetic image of himself he has yeah which um, i can't imagine is very good right now considering he killed his brother and also was committing fraud and also is like i am willing to murder a child i will kill me. a seven-year-old i will do it yeah you can my brother stop would me. or <laughs> no, like i don't know if that would be the the excuse but um uh i think retroactively what's interesting about this too is like the other episode that you find really stimulating is um moonlight sonata which we right. also find like Has she the... she is both the person she was and the person she's pretending to be yeah she is both the um sickly son of a dead pianist but also a female doctor working in this town exactly and so i feel like i wonder i don't know it's just like that's 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 where this episode like really riled me up because it ends on a shot of conan looking like sternly at the unconscious body of the younger brother and all i could think well he was like looking at him was like he he it was like batman looking at the joker you know like he's like yeah. i i'm so close to this you know like there but it's, for the grace of god go i exactly and so beautiful you know like and so i i like screamed it was great like um so i want to see more of that in the show like i want to see um i think we'll only get glimpses for the sake of episodic yeah the nature know, of it like he can't really have a he can't really develop rival per yeah. se yeah like yeah um but anyways what like it's interesting because then like um it, it taps into something that detective stories are, are really good at and you get um you get that in stories like vertigo which kind of starts out in this like pi like private investigator um narrative where this guy hires one guy to h look for his wife and eventually he starts like compulsively making women be that wife because he right. fell in love with her yeah and so he can't and he can't reconcile with the fact that the wife was an actress the whole time you yeah know? and so it was never quote-unquote real exactly and so he's constantly chasing after like um a phantom an image you know yeah and uh like it's 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 so like i want to i want to figure out how to mobilize that idea because it's really it's really cool to be like you know just to kind of revel in it and just to yeah. go like that's so interesting but connecting it to m maybe like i guess but it, what it, do you do with it now i i guess like all you can say is that like um as people we cannot avoid doing that um yeah yet 
we kind of have to pay more attention to the phantom that we create of ourselves, right? Like, we have to pay more attention to the Conan of ourselves than the Kudo of ourselves because, like, we we can't get to the Kudo anymore, you know? Right. That's, that's ir- it's lost, which is interesting, actually, for the show because then you think of it as, like, a reverse coming-of-age story. Yeah. You know? Where, like... Usually it's a innocence lost. This time it's a maturity lost or something yeah. like that. Innocence gained. Innocence gained. That sounds like something William Blake would William Blake would write. Um, because he's all about that innocence and experience. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, like all I wanted to go on about was like that. This episode taps into some really interesting shit and really interesting existential shit especially with the detective genre because the detective genre is all about unveiling unveiling like finding true essences like discovering secrets um seeing past disguises and yeah. stuff like that seeing past the surface or even just like collecting bits of the surface that's something that Sherlock Holmes does more he doesn't see yeah. past it he just collects everything there and and yeah. strings it together in ways that nobody else would what, what like ruling out the impossible is basically yeah. what he does um anyways good shit I, th- Lo- I think this episode was very cool i think it funny when he kick lettuce and it explode it explode and that's it you know it keeps the humor of yeah. course right like yeah and uh why did i say i wrote i wrote um very hitchcock in my right i wrote very hitchcock there you that was uh a phrase you said immediately upon seeing the younger brother redon the mustache and glasses yeah exactly and that's, i'm thinking you were thinking about psycho no vertigo and psycho oh, vertigo like okay well, but that's yeah. the thing it's very hitchcock because hitchcock does that a lot yeah he loves he loves this idea he likes to play with this idea it's almost of like the the like the personas we invent to cope with trauma that's yeah that's what i would say like think, you know yeah like that's the, a very interesting concept like in the way that the world doesn't make sense and hurts us in ways that are nonsensical at first yeah we come up with nonsensical um seemingly nonsensical i guess like ways of coping with the absurd of yeah life, you know so, or ways of trying to make the absurd surd. Make it surd. I know that's not a real <laughs> word. I just think it's funny to pretend Making it is. Making the absurd surd. Yeah. It's the title of my book. Um, By surd. But I'm like, you know, like what would have to be true to make this absurd world have a rule to it, a sense. And And that's like the true, that's like what is truly existential about it. Because like, I mean... Detective Conan won't fall into this, but, like, a lot of stories like to investigate that there isn't a truth to fall back on. Right. Right? It's always... Detective Conan is all about the one truth prevailing. Shinichi, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. One truth. One truth. So, it's not something necessarily that he would disagree with and when i say he i mean lacan um because this is something <laughs> the royal he the loyal AKA he lacan just lacan literally when i say he and you don't know what the subject of that it's pronoun always is, lacan. is lacan um he's always there in the back of my mind he lives there rent free toying with me <laughs> um 
the loca the like uh, Lacanian brain. I, so I literally want to think about this so much now. Like I, I want to. I like this makes me want to go back, read like Lacan and like and f- more deeply explore Detective Conan in yeah. that way because like. I think you just like Lacan and want an excuse to reread him. Well, okay. Um, Lacan Grant is is like uh, Lacan. Lacan. He presents the reader with a framework for investigating and interpreting the world that is, I think, deeply productive. You know. Yeah. And that's and that's the value of that. And it's also it's one that doesn't necessarily um require that much faithfulness or loyalty to him right which i think is probably one of the best gifts that, as a as a theorist you can give because yeah. like you know the rigor that some someone like freud demanded is is ridiculous right? yeah like it's like you couldn't apply much of his thinking to anything anymore yeah, and also unless... because i'm legally obligated to say it every time freud more like fraud. Am More I right, like fellas? Frog. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. Insult to frogs. Get back Anyways, to your continue. Budweiser commercial, Sigmund. I'll pretend I got that reference. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um. Um. Okay, but yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about. This here. It's very cool. Very good episode. I was happy. Yeah. I watched it. This um, is um. This is a very, like, just tangential, like, the things you're talking about reminded me of something that's definitely not really explored in the show, but is something I like to think about on my own time, is the, like, how his situation would change Shinichi's feelings for Ran. Like, yeah. I they don't really acknowledge this in the show, but, like, I can't help but feel like having someone you're romantically interested as treat you as a little brother for a long period of time probably would shift the way that relationship works. That would be the case if men didn't want women in a maternal relationship with them anyways. But you're right. I think that is a... I think that's important to think about that. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting concept. And, like, um, well, I've seen people, like, talk about, like, how it would be interesting if when he went back to Shinichi, things were kind of off because he, like, still deterred Taran as an authority figure. And that throws her off because it's, like, before they were, like, equals in conversation, but now she's, like like, his older sister figure, kind of. Like, even, she has de facto more experience than him. Yeah, and not even, like, more experience, but just, like, more authority. Yeah, would, like, yeah. Which would, like, be weird for both of them. I don't know, I just think it's interesting to think about. And the author probably won't think about it, but that's fine. That's what m- me time is for. Yeah, like, um, That's why I draw and shit. <laughs> I it, it does make you kind of, like... I guess, like, we're blessed with the ability to write for ourselves and, you know, create fan fiction and stuff. Like, I think that Detective Conan has such a hotbed of cool themes to think about. Yeah. That are just not there in the show. And so it makes it really, like, mythological, you know? 
Yeah, like you take out of it what you like want yeah. sort of thing. And there it's like a very fertile ground for that. Can we um can I tell you about the segue into the fan theories that I like to think about with the show, even though they might be exhausting? <sighs> yeah, okay. Oh you're a co host, so I guess I have to. The floor is mine. Mwahaha. Oh um, you have to listen to me talk about fucking Hattori Heiji at some point for oh, hours yeah. even though like first episode look he's gonna show up and I am going to talk about his entire arc he's just gonna be leveled I experience all timelines of Hattori Heiji and I need to explain to you all how him and Akazuha's relationship is textbook fucking uh, compulsory heterosexuality I'll fight about this anyways you have the floor now put up at your dukes um so the first annoying theory that i have is well okay not theories just like more like it would be fun brain experiment fun brain experiment dystopian future version of detective conan um it's later revealed that mad max (laughs) uh i'm sorry please continue no can you imagine but anyways like you know like that's it's like i just like furiosa alongside detective conan ultimate crossover i don't know i bet you could find it you can find all sorts of things on the well the mm. issue is that he would definitely be on the side of joe would he he errs on the side of authority and max is a loner that's true i don't think he'd be on either side maybe he would pull a nux a nux yeah i mean actually that okay stuff, that would be a stuff good that makes yeah. me um consider him to not be uh like erring on the side of authority is just the fact that if a murderer fails in killing their victim he doesn't go to the cops i guess that's true and you know like consistently he just lets them get away with it i'm always just i defer to that line where he's like it excites me to corner a villain you know, yeah, it that's fair. Me to, like it's just like such a line, but um, so it just sticks in my head. Anyways, my annoying theory is this: it's later revealed that the poison, which was supposed to kill him, actually reverses his cells to when he was seven. So the logic kind of implies that it's doing that constantly, because like the antidotes uh wear off. Yeah. And also, uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this in my many rants, but the antidote um, gets less effective every time he uses it because his body builds up an immunity. So it's exactly like his body is keeping him seven years old. It's like it's like literally fighting to keep him that age now because of whatever like metabolism bullshit is happening with the poison. Right. Right. So. That implies that he can't age anymore, that he is immortal, just out of, like, having eliminated Okay, this isn't an annoying theory. This is actually a thing I think about a lot and think is a fun thing to play with. Oh, okay. Well, I I just, like, I've I've annoyed you in the past with this, that's all. Um, So... I I like the idea of future boy Conan. Okay, yeah, exactly. So he can live forever assuming that he doesn't get like shot in the head or anything like that you know like yeah he won't like he won't live past that obviously but um what it means is that there's a potential timeline where detective conan has lived for hundreds of years and oh no it was a joke 
I just now made Jake aware of future boy Conan. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I don't know literally. Don't ask me anything about it. I just know it because it's called Future Boy Conan. You know what's so funny is that's like Conan and it's a different reference. It's a different reference. Hayao Miyazaki directed it. Say what? Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) But okay, but you know, because... Sorry, Detective Conan comes from Arthur Conan Doyle. That Conan clearly comes from Conan the Barbarian. Probably. So I refuse to do any more research. So yes. Yes, theories complete. Um, so and we have this idea of the future where Detective Conan is now like two hundred and fifty years old. Um, so therefore has the brain of a two hundred and fifty year old person, but he has the body of a seven year old still. And everyone in the show otherwise is like dead and he probably hangs out with their descendants dead and hybra eye oh yeah like hybrid eyes around also yeah. i guess mary i guess mary is here too the other people who get reverted. vermouth i don't know what vermouth's deal is nobody knows yet secrets to be revealed a secret makes an umen umen i just like how is she pronounces a, is that a woman moomin? oh Oh my god. That's like her thing is saying a secret makes a woman woman. And then in the fucking official English translation, they change that even though she says it in English? What does she say in English? I'll try to find it. You keep talking about your theory. I'll be able to. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like um, maybe like I'm too inundated with like edgy versions of shit, but it would just be interesting to have that. you know that's that's set up where like he's just like in the midst of like you know he's like um what's his name he'd be like uh he'd be like tiresias or the or the wandering jew now you know he'd be just like this eternal living thing like wandering around solving mysteries probably because that's like like what if he only lives for the pleasure of cornering criminals now you know does that wear off i don't know probably not um Anyways, that's just like that's one thing, one implication of the fucking in-story logic behind the poison. Um, the right. other, the other in-story logic of the show um, is that the creator has said that the show takes place in the space of a year. Yeah, like under a yearish, I think. Uh, to be fair, I read that in high school. He might have changed it since then, but yeah. But just, okay, the idea that when we're watching Detective Conan, we're not watching a singular fixed timeline, but, like, different Conan verses, you know? Like, so, one Valentine's episode is the Valentine's episode of that universe, and that would, that like, that would account for all the Valentine's episodes happening, because they're all in the same, they're literally all the same date, technically, but different realities different realities yeah i think that's the only way that works if he says that yeah which invites a spider-verse situation which invites a spider-verse in from yeah sorry i'm still like desperately looking for this fucking thing um but basically i'm so thirsty for that for that like sci-fi cyberpunk detective conan story that we'll never get officially yeah, I mean, I can say I'm a lot less interested in the, like, um, lone wanderer only caring about solving crimes bullshit 
stuff like that's kind of like yeah okay um i like the idea of like the immortal <laughs> the immortal shinichi just like have well yes having to constantly move because you know people notice when kids don't age yes but like i don't i don't know how to explain cuz my brain don't work but not a bad concept it's a fun it's a fun to think about the idea of him being immortal. Another just tangential thing that I think would be interesting is if he did continue to age, but um, the antidote stopped aging him up by 10 years. So, like, if he turned 14, instead of making him into a 24-year-old, the drug would make him 18. Oh, so he, like, could only revert back to when he was. Yeah, so ah. he's forced to just keep being Conan, because, like, what are you going to do? He's like, I have a brain of a 50-year-old, and uh, I can either have a 7-year-old's body or an 18-year-old's body. Well, no, like, he keeps aging from that point. Oh, I but, see, like, I see. the antidote cannot get him any older than... Sorry, I scrolled all the way back in my... Uh, blog because I remember I blogged the post about what Vermouth's English translation quote was and I found the post. The original post that, the original post po that made me you. fucking watch this goddamn show. Amazing. Amazing. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I think it's neat. It's neat. It's neat. Should we wrap her up there? Yeah, um... You wrap up, and I'll see if I can find this, and then if I find it within enough time, we can just, like, spice it in, I don't know. Well, okay. Um, okay. Well, thank you, whoever you are, for listening to the Boy Detectives podcast. Grandfather, probably. Grandfather. Hi. You listen to, like, Hi, Grandpa. 30 minutes of it, I think. Also, I found it. <laughs> So, in the Japanese version, she says, in English, a secret makes a woman woman. In the English version, she says, it's that touch of mystery that gives a woman her allure. That sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. I hate it. <gasps> I also forgot uh, they translated teen detective as high school private dick. Huh? So, huh. um, yeah. Private dick. Yeah. Huh. So that's um, my new, that's uh, Shinichi's official title. From now on, it's High School Private Dick. You, can, you know that I'm a communist because I want to make that dick public. I would crickets, but that, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that joke. <laughs> Good. Conan versus okay. Harley deduction battle between high school private dicks. Incredible. Incredible. They didn't actually translate it as that. It's just possible. Fucking Harley Hartwell. Let's talk about the English names. Guess who Harley Hartwell is? That's a Tori Heiji. You got it. Yeah. He's from Alberta. He's from Alberta. <laughs> Anyways, Harley yes. Harley Hartwell is from Alberta. Hattori Heiji is from like <laughs> Osaka. Osaka, yeah. Um, we can wrap it up now. We and we'll get to Hitori. We will get to Hitori. I'm so excited! Like genuinely, 
Like, I'm also excited for, like, Hybera, but Hybera is pretty deep in there. I feel like I'll like her a lot. Oh, she is great. She is, like, straight up, like, I think probably my favorite character. It's, like, her, Tagaki, and Hattori are, like, the three crown jewels, and then Sarah is, like, close behind, and then fucking Amaru, because of course he is. He's the perfect man. Oh, I can't fight against that. I probably uh, Akai. He's also great. Love him. But like all of these characters, except for Hattori and then slightly less so Hybera, are like way far off in the future. Hybera is like at least past 158 because that's when her sister dies in the show. Mm. But Harley Hartwell, the man himself. I'm sorry for calling him that. (laughs) Zoinks. Yeah, Hattori Heiji shows up in like 48 i think so soon spoon and honestly with hattori like his first episode really good i think you'll really like it honestly because it's a good episode um but the uh second appearance is really really good as well yeah actually every hattori heiji episode i'm i'll just go on about him for hours if we keep going we need to stop Alrighty. Lucy, well, do you want to be on the podcast? Do you want to be on the podcast? Lucy, do you want to be on the podcast? Lucy's in the podcast visually. Visually in our podcast, <laughs> you can see Lucy. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, I'll talk, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh my God. No. Don't protest. It means I have to do it more. I have to keep being Kirby. It's, uh... It's, it's gonna fade out, so we're done. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. This has been the Boy Detectives Club podcast with Jacob Buse and Zane Fomet. You can find us on Twitter at Boy Detective Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>